Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 8th. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels 317. And we're both on YouTube right now. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Okay, so more than half of Republican voters want January 6th offenders pardon. I think the interesting thing to note here is that is more than half of Republican voters who say this. It, uh, it's a full 54%. They uh, agree with the idea of letting some people off the hook. Of course, Donald Trump has said that he would pardon a lot. Ron DeSantis has said that he would as well, but they would have to look on it at a case-by-case basis to see. Donald Trump has said some people got a little bit too rowdy, though. Uh, isn't it fascinating how we treat things differently in our society and as here we're talking about january 6th Mm -hmm. correct that these people have been investigated to the ends of the earth right like you know everyone who was there there's all sorts of camera footage the people who weren't involved in anything have been questioned i mean we had uh, stan lovins the Mm -hmm. pastor on earlier this year and he was there on january 6th he was not involved in any sort of Capitol Hill incidents. He was just there for the events of the day, and he described what he saw, and he said in many cases it was clear to him that there was a setup in action as a a person observing the events of the day. And so we know everything about these people. There have been hearings upon hearings. There have been people tried, people convicted, people in jail. Compare and contrast that to cities across the Fruited Plain who were rioted, Mm -hmm. looted, Mm -hmm. destroyed the just immense number of people tearing down, you know, tearing down statues, burning things, killing police officers. I mean, just take Indianapolis, for example. We finally got some convictions in the murder of Chris Beatty. It took three years, but at least we finally got convictions in that. It took killing someone for mirrors to get off his backside and do something. But the overwhelming majority of the people who were involved in the destruction... Just got a free pass. Well, there's still some spray paint remnants on the monument down on Monument Circle from the summer of love. So Trump said that he's inclined to pardon many of them. He can't say every single one. A couple of them got out of control. And then DeSantis has vowed to examine all of the different cases. I wonder what Mike Pence would have to say. Has he been asked about this? Uh, it would be interesting, and one of the things that I am hoping someone will ask Mike Pence, and I'm sure at some point it will, it'll come up on a debate stage, if it isn't asked by a member of the media, mm-hmm. is why, shortly before January 6th, did you tell a you know large group of people in Georgia mm-hmm. that you had serious concerns about the election? that you were looking into the election and that you were going to get to the bottom of what happened. Do you not feel some responsibility for feeding the frenzy of that day over people 
believing that something inappropriate had happened with their election when you yourself said you had serious concerns over what had happened. How did you go from from that to, oh, there's nothing I could do? Right. Why did you tell when the people were cheering your name Mm -hmm. something markedly different than you're telling today? I also find it interesting of how the media who loathed Pence for the greater part of his career, certainly local media, uh, are now treating him and in many cases propping him up because they believe he can do damage to Donald Trump. Pence has now become a useful idiot to those people. Well, it's a tag team effort between him and Chris Christie at this point. The only reason I feel that Chris Christie got in this race was so that he could say bad things about Donald Trump. Like, he doesn't really think he can win. No, but Mike Pence is delusional enough that- That that, he thinks he can. that That the gravy train brigade has convinced him that he can be president of the United States. He is, he is delusional enough to believe those people who have told him there's some path to the presidency. And this is the- we're done with Mike. This is, I think, the thing that I'm most looking forward to out of this primary, Casey, yeah. is we are done with Mike Pence after- When this is over? When this is done. We are done with him, uh, and he's going to get a rude awakening because you are what you are, right? And if you honestly believe that there was nothing you could do, hey, that's fine. Reasonable people can disagree, and reasonable people can passionately disagree, but you don't get to on one hand say, oh, I got huge concerns and we're going to be looking into this and blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards go, well, that was just a terrible attack on our democracy. And I was afraid for my life. And I was so scared of what was going on that day. And Donald Trump should never be able to be president because of it. But you yourself just days before mm-hmm. said that there were issues. And again, does Mike Pence believe Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes? If he does... Great. I think we all know how that's going to go for him. If he doesn't, why did you certify the election? I think it's really interesting that Mike Pence decided to announce his presidency not at his home, not in his home state, not in his home turf, a completely other state. Well, but like that, he wasn't here. But that's the way Pence will be. Pence will now claim Iowa as his home state. Right, exactly. Because he's an oper- he's an oper- he's an opportunist. Mike Pence's track record. Like I just love when I hear him give these speeches about uh, you know, the Biden administration and the this and the that. Mike Pence when he was in the Congress added trillions of dollars to the national debt. He voted to do that primarily through unfunded wars where he sent other people's kids to go fight and die. What is Mike Pence's singular accomplishment? And I'm saying his thing. The Trump stuff doesn't count because that's Trump. The tax cuts, the whatever. He doesn't get to take credit for that. That's Donald Trump. Whether as governor or as a congressman, Mm -hmm. what is the signature accomplishment of Mike Pence? Yeah. I mean, I'll wait if someone would like to throw that out. 317-684-8444. I will, I will gladly, I would love to hear it. Absolutely. I'm, uh, you know, he was, he rode a motorcycle to the Roasting Ride and it was a cobalt blue. You know about the bikes, right? Yeah. I think it was a street glide. Yes. So are you, okay, let me ask you this. So you as a bike enthusiast slash expert, do you believe Mike Pence has any idea what he's, uh. Well, I think he probably, he knows how to ride. He, I believe, 
owned a bike. I don't know if he still does, but here's the thing. So there's pictures of him when he was in Indiana before he became vice president, yes. riding around his motorcycle, driving past cornfields, and he's he's on a black bike, right? He's got his uniform, as Hammer likes to call it, his ironed leather yes. shirt, right? right? He's He does his cowboy boots and his jeans and his helmet. He's not wearing gloves. Bad move. Mm-hmm. He should be wearing gloves. But it's a totally different bike than what he was riding when he was in Iowa, Oh. And that to me, everybody's saying, oh, he's the only one who actually rode to the roast and ride. That wasn't his bike, though. Uh So he borrowed somebody's bike or he trailered it in. And it just goes back to it's it's not real, man. He didn't really ride it there. He may have ridden in the rally, but he didn't ride it there. there, And this is and we'll, you know, as we do different bike. Well, and as the the (laughs) story, the story hours continue throughout the course of this election, seems like today's story hour uh, about the time that Mike Pence's toadies over there in the management of the professional licensing agency made me change people's evaluations. If you'd like to hear this, you can go back and listen to the, the first hour via the, the, the podcast. Uh, made me change people's evaluations mm-hmm. uh, because they blew through the merit pool on the top brass rather than rewarding the people who actually work. That was our story hour for uh, for today. Um, and, and like I said, it seemed like it got a pretty good reaction. I guess we'll keep going. It seems like people are pretty interested about how state government actually works and worked under Mike Pence. There's nothing real about this guy. Like I in terms of and what I mean by this is the political him dominates the real him. The real him. The guy that was in this studio, mm-hmm. the network Indiana Mike Pence, the guy who had the TV show with the Looney Tunes tie Mike Pence. He was probably a pretty decent dude. Mhm. Now, is he a guy you'd wanted to go pound a few brews at the Kilroys with? No, probably not. But in terms of a guy that you're like, good, decent guy, fine American. But I think you get swallowed up by the thing. When you are so into something you want so bad, I think it's easy to get swallowed up Mm -hmm. by whatever that thing is. And one thing you can say about this show we don't change, right? Like, it would be easier, and, and we know we alienate or offend people when we are critical of Trump. <laughs> it would be easier mm-hmm. if we were just playing, well, I need to be liked and listened to by the absolute 100% most amount of people at all times. Because the people who are not huge Trump fans aren't going to change the channel if we are just, you know, lavish praise on Trump. They're just not going to do that. But there are people who will turn the channel if we're critical of Trump. But telling you the truth is more important than, oh my gosh, we offended that person. Oh my gosh. For Mike Pence. It's putting on a costume. It is. That is such a great description, Casey. He needs this. And we're picking on Mike Pence and he deserves to be picked on. Well, yesterday was his special day. Well, we let him go yesterday. And (laughs) But there's so many of these people in politics. Putting on the costume. Who that's what they do. That's Mm -hmm. what they are. You know who is the new one? Jim Banks. Mm-hmm. Jim Banks is the new guy who puts on a costume. And that's what, because I do ride a motorcycle, that's what you say. When there's that person who's got <laughs> who's got the gear and the best boots yeah. and, you know, the best bike and it's clean and they never ride it. Except for that one time, mm-hmm. maybe a couple times a year, they'll get on the bike and they'll go out on the ride. They're putting on 
their motorcycle right. costume. That's correct. Because it's not really the life that they're living. They're not really that into it. They're not riding across multiple states. They don't have their bags packed. They're not, you know, it's 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 putting on a costume. Right. That, and, and that's what he did. And there's And as a biker, I'm offended. There's a there, and there's nothing there, there's like there's nothing wrong with going you know I don't this is not my thing I love that it's your it's like we're a great example mm-hmm. you have r- rode your bike to my dwelling mm-hmm. multiple occasions yeah I think that's phenomenal that you are into that and that it's not your thing it though. is not my thing and I would right. never pretend it was my thing right and that is almost a, it, not almost it is insulting to people who's that is their thing yeah it I, would be it would be like you that's sh- a, showing up at the golf course with, you know, a set of $3,000 clubs. I've played golf, but it's not exactly. my thing. Exactly. And Mike Pence and the people <laughs> like him who need to be liked and need to be loved, and they don't even know what the real them is. You know who Mike Pence is? He's the Instagram president. L- last hour, he was Boston. You know who he is? <laughs> Mike Pence. Maybe we'll do this once an hour until oh, Mike no. Pence drops out of the race. Who is Mike Pence? Once an hour every day. Oh, no. Who is he now? He's Hulk Hogan. What? If you stop Hulk Hogan right now, if you ever hear Hulk Hogan do an interview or whatever, even if it's like not a not I'm getting ready to do a wrestling match, Hulk Hogan never stop. There is no Terry Bollea is Hulk Hogan's real name. That guy doesn't exist anymore. He is Hulk Hogan. Look at him. He's always bandana, mm-hmm. Bermuda shorts, a fanny pack, a boa, you know, brother this, uh-huh. dude that. It's he, like the personality change has taken over yes, completely. He, Hulk, there is no more, there is no Dana, only Zool. Mm-hmm. There is no more Terry Bollea. There is only Hulk Hogan. And Mike Pence <laughs> has become <laughs> this pathetic guy who, you know, just needs to be liked by everyone. And it's weird. It's so weird. All right. It's 19 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Coming up, Lionel Messi making a stunning move. And Christine Nome also in the news telling you something you should not do. What is it? We'll let you know coming up from 93 WIBC. All right, Rob, here we go. 12.4%. Oh, that sounds like a big number. Okay, let me tell you about it. Between you and your employer, you've contributed as much as 12.4% of every paycheck to Social Security. And if you add that up over 40 years, you know what, Rob? What? It could make your IRA and 401k contributions look like chump change. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. And that's why you want to be 100% certain you don't leave one thin dime on the table. Learn how you could wring every, 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 every nickel out of your benefits with a free social security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. Mm -hmm. If you've saved more than $200,000 and have not filed for social security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. Okay, so this free analysis pinpoints exactly how to get the most out of your benefits. Call Bill Demery today, your retirement guy, 317-932-9912. That number, 317-932-9912. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twenty-two minutes after eleven, with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and I've been calling Mike Pence the Instagram president. 
nominee all morning long. Yes. And it just made me look. Uh, Eric Holcomb posted to Instagram. Oh. He said he had a productive meeting with uh, the Portuguese Secretary of State for International Trade and Foreign Investment through energy, technology, and academics. I know we can work together to create jobs and grow the economy in Indiana. Eric Holcomb in Portugal right now. You know what? Maybe Casey for the next one. <laughs> what? For the next for the next story hour, yeah. maybe we'll talk about the time that the uh, the management, uh, of course, appointed by Mike Pence, forced me to go on multiple taxpayer funded trips that I told them were a complete waste of time. Yeah, and they forced me to go to waste taxpayer money and go on them. You did not want to go. I on a trip, and you said no, and they made you go multiple, on a trip multiple times. Um, what? I don't want to tell okay. the story now. Right. I'm just telling you the, we'll the get into colossal that. amount of taxpayer money waste on that will make people just just want to just pull their hair because out. Because most people would want to go on a Well, on you a know trip. how I am, Casey. Yeah, I know. About I going know. places. Uh, also trending, Chris Christie, he was asked the question about his weight and also about Trump attacks. And this is what he had to say. Well, there it is. It's it's you. Uh, I guess he's he's making fun of your weight. Um that's his. Uh, We're going to be small. That, that's his response. What, what, what did you make of that? What was your response to that? You know, uh, when I saw Jake, I, I just renewed in my own mind what a child he is. He's a baby. Um, whenever you want to criticize him, I mean, anyway, that's the way he responds. Okay, so uh, Chris Christie calling Donald Trump a spoiled baby. He said, when you have a baby that misbehaves, you send them to their room, not the White House. And then he said, at his advanced age, it's time to give up hope that Trump will ever grow up. We need a leader, not a child. Oh, okay. So I don't think the Bridgegate guy and the guy who insulted the taxpayers in his state when he went out on a beach where he told everybody else they couldn't go on a beach Mm -hmm. is the guy to be talking about how others respond to things or how they treat other people. You know, guys like Christie don't like it because they're the disher outers. And Chris Christie, whether when he was a federal prosecutor or when he was the governor, he was the disher outer guy. Mm -hmm. And they don't like it that a, a... same reason people hate me. Those guys down the street from us are used to people who bend over and kiss their backside and tell them how great they are and let them cut in line at blood drives and, you know, all sorts of other stuff. And we don't do that. And so why this is why we get vile hate. These politicians believe they're better than everyone else. And this guy who has been an insulting a-hole as much as anybody else now doesn't like it. Now, look, is it appropriate? Is it presidential to be making fun of some guy's weight? No, but in terms of the laundry list of offensive things Trump has said, I don't think making fun of Chris Christie's even going to crack the top, top ten. Yeah, the top, yeah. the top ten. That's not on the top. But it, but his weight is an issue. It is an issue. Well, I've mod- heard some people say if you can't even take care of your own health, how are you going to take care of the country? We would be naive, and we'd also be being disingenuous with our audience if we did not say that his weight and the perception related to his weight mm-hmm. is not an issue with a lot of people. It absolutely is, because unless there is some uber rare medical condition that Chris Christie has that we're not aware of, there clearly, you know, is some self control issue there. The dude and I were talking about that the other night. He asked me, do you think that we'll ever have an overweight president ever again? Like, Trump is maybe there a little bit, but not to the level that Chris Christie is. And I, and I thought about that for a second. I think, 
I don't know if people are going to want to vote for someone who they don't think can take care of themselves. No, I think in the modern era, it's going to be very difficult. And for Chris Christie to act like he's some sort of victim here. I mean, mm-hmm. get lost. Casey, yeah. we do have voicemails. Oh, great. Now, I, you know, we're we're honest with our audience, so I'm going to be honest. Um, I did not pull the voicemails today because I've had a gajillion things going on. Mm-hmm. However, we did have some really good voicemails from yesterday we did not get to uh, relating to President Trump. Okay, and we also have Jim Merritt who's going to join us at the uh, after voicemail. So great things coming up. Stick around. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. Time for your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I have a confession. You have no idea what's lined up, do you? Well, I know what's lined up oh, okay. because it's the leftover voicemails from yesterday. Because That's the confession. I just had a million things going on today. Mm-hmm. I was uh, very busy. You were busy. doing State House Happenings well, this morning. Well, we had morning. State House Happenings Bright this and morning, early. and I had uh, interviews and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically, I mistimed my arrival to work. Mm. By the way, if you, it, is, uh, it is not hard for you because you live near the radio station. Yeah. 465 yeah. is a disaster. Yeah. Like going, if you are going, as I do... Take the 74, and then you go 465 south, and then mm-hmm. you get on 70. It's 465 on the south side is closed, and so you have no choice but to exit off onto 70, which is no big deal for me. I do that every day anyway. But when there's 9 million other people trying to do it, yeah, and then it backs up 70. yeah. So now it takes... At least 10 minutes longer for me to get to work. And why is stuff always closed in this in this city and in this state? Everything is always, it seems like, closed or under construction. Couldn't we get the construction done and then just be done with it for a while? Well, you know, they made that announcement about Monument Circle, how they're going to close part of it and they're oh, going to make gonna be green space. It's like, can you finish the construction in one area before you start another project? And I've noticed that traffic in the morning is picking up a lot on the city streets. And I'm wondering if it's because of that closure you're talking about. Oh, also, people are not not coming to downtown because there's not enough green space. They're not coming to downtown because there's a good chance they might get shot. Yeah, they're afraid. Or of accosted by a homeless person, mm-hmm. or uh, pressured for money by a vagrant, mm-hmm. or they don't want to smell the urine that encapsulates the greater downtown area. So my eye doctor is right downtown in Salesforce Tower oh. uh, across the other side of the circle and I had to go there the other day to pick up some contacts and there were four people that were sleeping in an alcove area outside of a business and then I was walking back into the radio station and I had the contacts in my hand. It's like a little yellow box yes. and, and some younger person, I don't know if it caught his eye or what but he saw the little yellow box and tried to stop me wanted to know what was in my hand and I was like I was surprised I just contacts and then he grabbed the Ray-Ban sunglasses off of his own face and wanted to sell them to me well you got off easy at least he didn't attack you this is true this is true and keep in mind we're not so there used to be a time in the city and I remember it well mm-hmm where you could maneuver around the greater downtown area, certainly during the Ballard years. Was Indianapolis still a 
Probably had some very dangerous hot spots. Yes. But you could maneuver around the greater downtown area. Casey, I can remember, this would have been 2015. I can remember having a good old time one evening on Mass Ave <laughs> and then looking at my watch and going, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. It's 3 a.m. <laughs> and realized I had parked in the greater downtown area and via foot, mm-hmm. making my way here and not thinking a thing about it. And then maneuvering with other friends until probably four-ish in the morning in the greater downtown area. Again, in this little in, in circular area where we are broadcasting at mm-hmm. and not thinking a thing about it. Now, what I've done then on the east side, heck no. But downtown, you knew it is policed, it is patrolled, the criminals know not to misbehave here, you are fine in the greater... I would never do that now. Not now. Never! Yeah, no. Never just moseying around at 3.30 in the morning past the, the uh, what's the taco place down there? Uh, oh. Is that Bakersfield? No, well, yeah, but I'm saying the, the place on the circle here, the, it's a chain. It's a, a taco place? The, the, the place right out here. What's the, Ch- what is it? Chipotle. Chipo- no, it's not Chipotle. Oh, Qdoba. Qdoba. They do burritos. Yeah, that's what I say. I said tacos. <laughs> I said right? tacos. Same yes. thing. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, whatever. You would never do that now. Never. This city has gone so far to to into nothing. Boy, that was terrible, wasn't it? Pull up Biden there. I w- I'm going to be a PGA. You're going to be a PGA. Boy, that was awful. Sure you are. Boy, Qdoba, Rob. That was just. Get it together, Highly man. egregious. That was awful. But I, just like. Like that, they think, well, we'll green it up. That'll make people want to come down here. Mm-hmm. No, it won't. <laughs> no, they want to be. They want to feel safe. Take note, Jefferson Shreve. Are you uh, listening? Uh, okay. We should have Shreve. I wonder if Jefferson Shreve has ever been to a Qdoba. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, somebody's getting hungry. Eat a donut. There's still some donuts left. Uh, by the way, our goal, so Officer Brad, our uh-huh. just favorite officer in all the land, does a great job uh, patrolling the greater downtown area and various uh, uh, government institutions mm-hmm. uh, there, therein, uh, brought us donuts today. And there yeah. are still probably five or six donuts left over there from, yeah. from Jack's Donuts. Mm-hmm. And Kev and I were trying to get Casey to smash all <laughs> six of those donuts <laughs> within five minutes. Oh my gosh and and we would have put it done it live on the youtube for yeah. everyone and you yeah. didn't i didn't bite no no, <laughs> no. nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> didn't bite one donut oh no. we, we've got voicemails i'm sorry we got to get to these voicemails uh people uh, calling about trump a lot mm-hmm. of phone calls continued about trump and um let's get to those hey uh you're tired of trump you're tired of all the politics you're tired of all the nonsense you're tired of biden you're tired of the same status quo. Well, you, if you don't want the same status quo for the next four and a half, five years, ten years, whatever it's going to be, then you need to vote for somebody who's not mainstream status quo. That's why Trump is basically the only option. Because if you vote for anybody else, it's just going to be another four years of a Congress doing what they want to do, you know, fighting and infighting and crossbreeding so you do what you want but if you want something different than what you've always had then you have to do something different than what you've always done okay but he was already there this is this is what i don't understand okay what was pre-covid trump 
a markedly better president than Biden. Yes. Mm -hmm. But he's already been there. And so much of what he complains about, he either created or implemented the people in the position to create the thing that he's upset about. I don't understand what people think is going to be different this next time than the first time. You think Trump's going to go in and clean house now, if you with come, everybody? Well, if you come to me and say, uh, everything during COVID was fine, mm-hmm. well, okay, then we just disagree and maybe you want to return to that. Mm-hmm. But so much of the breakdown, I mean, look at the people Trump kept appointing to things, to, you know, from his vice president of Pence to Dan Coates to uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, the, the transportation secretary, Chris Ray at the FBI. You've got Omarosa, Scaramucci. I mean, all of these, I mean, there's just endless amounts of people that he, you know, Fauci was left in position of power by him. He did that. Mm-hmm. What you keep saying? Well, if you unless you want, the, I don't want the status quo. That's why I want a guy who's actually governed efficiently. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to say Ron DeSantis hasn't governed efficiently, or you don't wish every state was like Florida, okay. Again, reasonable people can disagree, but I think we universally, as conservatives, can agree we wish Indiana was Florida. Right. And you were in both places. I was in both places. So I don't want the status quo. I want the exact opposite of the status quo. That's mm-hmm. why, why I want a guy who. I want the nation to be like the state of Florida. Yeah. I'm I one of the big things that I'm tired of is I'm tired of this Biden versus Trump thing. Like are we we're just doing the same thing over again. It's 2.0. And that it's exhausting. I think it's it's exhausting for the country. And so many people want to move on from this. But then there's this large group who are so faithful to Trump who think he's the only one. Well, and as Fleetwood Mac once said, you will never break the chain. Mm. Ever break the chain. Okay. Ever break the chain. I'm ready to break the chain, Casey. Hey, by the way, you know, Joe Biden says that he's running for president. Yes. And in the past two months, how many campaign rallies has he had? I'd say zero. How many events with his running mate has he done? I would say zero. How many times has he fallen? Uh, I will say at least two. (laughs) Right? Um, And... Nikki Haley, I don't know, Kevin, if you can pull this up, but audio A, it's a really quick one. She said that a vote... I think, I think we got to go. Yeah. She, she just said that a, a vote for Biden is actually a vote for Kamala. All right, Jim Merritt joins us next. We're going to talk about Micah's wild and wacky decision to challenge the establishment. Does he have a shot at the convention? It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Talk to me before you're through. And she said, baby, I got your message. Why am answering your call? I have thought it out. I have thought it out. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate here to get us up to date on the latest going on with Indiana politics and government. Jim Merritt, how are you, my friend? I am well, Casey. 
Good morning. Good morning. All right, so for Statehouse Happenings this week, we gave the uh, the show, which you can hear Sunday mornings here on WIBC, also available via podcast, to Micah Beckwith, who's running for lieutenant governor. And I'd, I'd be curious to get your take on it, because you were part of the show with us. You spent 30 years in the, in the Senate. Micah is doing things the way things used to be done, in which regular people would challenge whoever the governor nominee's pick might be. They're going to make them earn it. I love it. You're the professional. What say you? Well, I... You you know, Mike is quite a personality, and, and truly, I wish you were running for governor because we need disruptors. We've got a very, very boring group of people running for for governor, Casey, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Mike is not—he's nothing. He's, <laughs> and he's, we would say is boring. Yeah, and this is great, right? I mean, we—it is great. These three running right now, Doden and Crouch and uh, Braun—they're yeah. about as entertaining as dry. Paint. Yeah, paint drying. No question about it. And, and uh, we needed something to kind of electrify the race a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And and we know that the lieutenant governor isn't the primary. We know it's a convention spot. A lot like Diego Morales uh, brought people into the process and won the nomination and became secretary of state. Uh, it, and, it, and like him or not. He worked hard, and I can see Micah Beckwith working his tail off mm-hmm. to become the lieutenant governor nominee in the convention next year. Well, we've also got the possibility of Curtis Hill joining the governor's race as now, well. Now, that would be... Entertaining? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and, you know, we're all about entertainment. And uh, what we need are uh, people who are going to hold that torch to disrupt the Republican Party, of which I'm a proud member of and have been for a long, long time. We need a dynamic change in state government because the Republican Party has been in charge for so long that we've gotten lazy. When did you become so anti-establishment? I loved it. Well, where's this been? Oh, I've been talking about this for a long time. It, but, well, I, but I, <laughs> I, for goodness sakes, I want to regulate cannabis. <laughs> well, I'm so all my, about mental health. My, my I, my these quest- are issues the Republican Party until recently, have not grasped. Well, my question for you is this, because you've mm-hmm. been out of that building and you look never looked happier than you look right now being <laughs> out of that building for, for three years. Is it a thing where once you remove yourself from the institution, you're able to take a step back and realize this place sucks? Well, I, I don't know about sucks, but uh, I, I, I still revere the state house. I revere the institution. But I think that uh, 31 executive orders by the Holcomb administration it went way out of whack. And, and they had to have an executive order actually to make all those executive orders work. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the idea of the legislative and the administrative branches of state government working together rather than suing each other, mm-hmm. uh, that is a, that's a government that I, didn't, I don't recognize from my service. Do you think Micah can really win this? I think this so. This is an, a non-traditional way of going about things. Absolutely. And, and Casey, I had to snicker a little bit when he said that all the candidates kind of greeted him and welcomed him. <laughs> and were, <laughs> they hate him. Yeah. They, they have a disdain for his candidacy because when you become the governor candidate, you always think about who you're going to have as your partner in government. Right. Well, Eric Holcomb didn't really have a partner in Suzanne, regardless of the $1.8 million that she so graciously gave him and didn't make it on the yard size. So, you know, uh, for anybody that thinks that these governor candidates and, and U.S. Senator Braun should re- resign from the Senate and re- come home and run for governor, mm-hmm. 
uh, like everybody else is, uh, if 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 Micah thinks that they're greeting him and thinking that he's a great thing in the lieutenant governor's race, uh, they, Micah's got another thing coming. Uh, that is just not true. Jim Merritt is our guest. Kendall at Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's briefly talk about Jim Lucas because we're basically a week on from when this uh, incident happened, that he was arrested for DUI, fleeing the scene. A lot more details have come out that he, according to this, the crash report, you know, he went through one barricade, slammed into another, went the wrong way up an exit ramp, drove for three miles on what appears to be one and a half tires, <laughs> hid the car behind a business, told police he was concerned about the business, was on foot. Put and, his own address as a business. Well, okay, so that's the new thing, and we'll get to that in a second, but he said nothing now a week into this. You, you've been around, and you were in the General Assembly when these things happened before. Is this normal operating procedure from yeah. Representative Jim Lucas? You know, God bless Jim Lucas, my friend. I, I feel awful about him he a- absolutely panicked and uh in 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 the throes of a situation where he 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 was might hurt someone else mm-hmm. and uh and and he's not going to speak on until he absolutely has to i hope he gets help uh, but uh, uh, I, I think our prayers are with Jim because there absolutely is a problem here, Casey. What, yeah. what, what's the inside baseball in this, though? Because Todd Houston is going, well, it's a personal matter. And Holcomb said, well, that's a General Assembly matter. It, are people calling him behind the scenes, telling him? Well, we just him? spoke. I'm not inside anymore. But you it's have a, been when I, these things have happened. Well, when I was caucus chairman, we would have a personnel issue. Um, I was the one that uh, helped uh, that individual, that member of the Senate, uh, through the situation. I never had anything such as this. Uh, we did have a member who had, an, uh, had a situation with an intern many, many years ago, and I wanted to end the intern program. <laughs> You know, I uh, because I was I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I, I had to talk to the parents, mm-hmm. and and the situation was untenable. But uh, uh, we've never had in, in the Senate where uh, something is as egregious as this situation. Because there's no way, in, there's no way in the world you can endorse a a. Um, uh, drunk driving and leaving the scene of an accident, and uh, we don't. He, he's still. Um, it's still alleged. Uh, there's a police report, and I'm sure. Um, I'm sure the speaker and the governor are seeing the um, process. Uh, uh, kind of follow through uh but um i hope a representative lucas gets the help that he needs if he doesn't resign will they censure him i would think so yeah i would think so and and, and that's something that's happened before i mean he's used to being in the doghouse and so uh, uh i just i feel bad for the lucas family uh, i have an insider i have an insider baseball question because the state house file put out a report on this yesterday and they said that according to filings that you guys are, I, I believe it's financial disclosure forms with the state you guys yes. are required to fill out, he had his business listed as his address. And now there's some speculation that that may have been where he was trying to get back to. He was like three miles from that business. Do you, on those forms, are you just allowed to list whatever address you want? Don't You don't have to list your home address? I... I um I can only tell you what I do and what I expected from our members in the Senate to do. That is your home address. That is the address that that is what you run on in your district. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can only tell you what I did is I put my my home address on it so that 
uh, you know, if the FBI is looking through there or anybody else from the public is looking through there, they know exactly where I live and uh, and and who elected me from that district. Well, because that op- it's now opened up kind of in some circles a whole new can of worms, which is does this guy live at his business? I mean, so I didn't know what the well, residency is an enormous part of the legislature, and uh, and I and and I hope. I hope he put his home address on there. Uh, before I let you go, he might be working out of his home. Well, so that's it? what I, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, that is just now with the state house file report. Right. A bunch mm-hmm. of people now are questioning what's going on with that. Where was he trying to get back to that evening? Um, but anyway, yeah, like, like we said, we won't judge it yet. We'll allow the information to continue to come out and and, and pray for Jim. So, real quick, before I let you go, tell us about Merritt in the morning. Merritt in the morning. It, uh, <laughs> Brad Kloffenstein, Kloffenstein, and I every other Thursday have Merritt in the morning, and we this. Next week, we will be talking to the lady who runs St. Mary's, and we're talking about uh, pre-K and, and how kids are are, um, are are working in the system. And, and uh, uh, but anyway, we 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 broadcast from Cafe Audrey, and we're sponsored by Halpsprout Brew. Oh, of course, yes. you are. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, Jim Merritt, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Casey. Take us home. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Have a great day, and we're going to see you back here tomorrow on ninety-three WIBC. Casey. Yo. Well, I got a number for you. Okay, what? Are you ready? I am ready. It's a big old number. Okay, I'm going to pick up what you're throwing down. 12.4%. Okay. Between you and your employer, you've contributed as much as 12.4% of every paycheck to Social Security. Okay. And if you add that up over 40 years, it could make your IRA and 401k contributions look like chump change. Yeah. That's why you want to be 100% certain you don't leave one thin stink little dime on the table. No, you don't. And you can learn how you can wring every nickel out of your benefits with a free social security analysis from Bill Demery. He's your retirement guy and he's right here in Indy. If you've saved more than $200,000 and have not filed for social security, schedule your free analysis today by calling 317-932-9912. This free analysis pinpoints exactly how to get the most out of your benefits. Call 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912.